Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. For those who are listening for the first time, thank you very much. For those that have continued to come back each week, I hope you're still enjoying it. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Yoni. Please feel free to go back and listen to that if you haven't done so already. Some fantastic insight uh, with Josh and myself. And I'm joined by Josh again today. Josh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, not too bad at all, Sam. Yeah, it's always good to, to join you again, so... How is, uh, how is lockdown life treating you? Are you looking forward to the, the Premier League starting up again this weekend? That's like the only thing I've got to sort of focus on at the moment, anything I've got to look forward to. So the only thing I can do at a weekend now is just sort out my fantasy football, change my team about five times. But look, I think, think Australia is going to be in this for, for a while now, you know, probably close to the December, Christmas by the look of our numbers. So I think we've just got to crack on with it. You know, there's not a lot we can do. So got to keep that positive mindset. So... No, you do. And that actually does remind me, I've got to, I've got to change my fantasy team, especially with Lukaku about to, to enter the, the field. Um, for, for this week, for the podcast this week, we can absolutely cover crypto. I mean, it's obviously on a, a bit of a tear at the moment, but I thought it would be good to go a little bit more educational and talk about something trending a fair bit at the moment. So I'd like to get your take on ETFs and how they can help diversification and so on but also we can touch upon european stocks and i'd be keen to hear what you think about their outlook as well yeah some great topics i think to, to cover there. etfs are certainly an, an interesting investment tool that i think all investors should have in their arsenal um and if you don't you know have a, have a huge knowledge on them then there's a you know a great piece in the Toro Academy to have a look at, and we'll, we'll sort of try and break it down as well today. Um, and yeah, of course, it's a, it's a great time to sort of cover European stocks. Um, the the CAC, the French index, has been one of the best performing indices in in global markets right now. So uh, yeah, some uh, some great topics for the listeners to 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 cover. Super, yeah, looking forward to it. So, Josh, I want you to imagine you're an ETF salesman. Why are they good? Why should investors care about them? Give us, give us the rundown. Give us the lowdown. I'm a good salesman. This takes me back to selling Coca-Cola cans at my bag at school. <laughs> um, now, look, I think first things first, you know, the easiest pitch there is, is diversification. You know, an ETF in, in most cases will give you that sort of instant diversification into a sector, you know, asset or even country. It's a tool that I've used for many years in order to gain exposure to sectors that I'm maybe not too familiar with or, or even countries that, you know, have, have previously been difficult to, to sort of access, um, you know, it only really recently in the last few years has it been completely accessible to access every single market um, with, with low fees. Um, that, you know, hasn't always necessarily been the case. But, you know, a great example is, is this year in terms of looking at consumer discretionary products across the globe, but obviously particularly in the US. In 2020, we, we saw very, very limited um you know spending i think there was lots of saving people were on sort of not not really sure about what was going to happen next 
And then at the first half of this year, we know that people were getting back out there, bricks and mortar stores, uh, you know, and spending lots more capital because we sort of realized that, you know, okay, that the sort of the pandemic was was easing on us. But I also then didn't want to get bogged down into, you know, okay, looking into a target, Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, buying all of those individual stocks. You could then even look at, you know, your Macy's and things like that. So instead what you can sort of focus on is then an etf something like the vanguard consumer discretionary etf that then gives me exposure to that whole sector and includes all of those companies and many many more such as you know amazon nike etc so straight away i'm then diversifying my portfolio to a whole sector but not overexposing myself to one sort of stock or one company if that then if that then stock doesn't perform as well you know i think particularly if we look at sort of the etf market I think Kathy Wood with ARK Invest sort of really sparked investors' interest after their sort of strong performance sort of last year. I think essentially in, in my eyes, she sort of challenged and, and sort of changed that view on investing in ETFs. She sort of targeted higher growth companies and maybe not those traditional value stocks that we would see in ETFs. Um, the, the ARK Innovation ETF has returned about 48% in the last year, which again is a higher return from an ETF. And I think that's maybe been um, what has put investors off in the past. The ETFs have maybe seen as quite traditional, slightly boring, um, and maybe something that is seen as underperforming the market. Whereas now that's not really the case. And I think, again, a, a big reason why investors should, should look at ETFs and should care about ETFs, because it's one, a very convenient investment tool, um, and it also provides a huge amount of transparency for the investor as well. You know, so you can see every single holding that's in an ETF, so make sure it aligns with your investment strategy. Um, and it gives the you know, investors the ability to, to gain exposure, as I mentioned earlier, to, to those foreign markets, those commodity markets, without then essentially needing to do the research and, you know, and analyze individual assets. Again, you would obviously still want to do the research on you know, the ETF itself and the the market you're going into, um, but essentially you're rather than investing into a sector of the market that has been sort of analysed by the experts, you know, a Vanguard, etc., that have done that on your behalf, and then essentially put it into an ETF. Um, so that's that's a you know a key point is you sort of it's, it's slightly passive, you know, in that sense. A lot of people asked me in the past about sort of getting dividends from ETFs, uh, and dividends are also paid from ETFs. So if you hold an ETF that you know that has dividend paying companies you will receive those dividends regularly and there are even specific etfs that focus on you know actually buying stock with the highest dividend yields to make sure that they you know sort of bring those yields in but look i think particularly and, and probably to, to wrap it up is, is owning a portfolio with at least some exposure to all key markets and sectors over the long term provides great reward for stronger performing markets and then mitigates that impact from those sort of weaker areas so whether you're looking at then commodities or you're looking at exposing your portfolio to, um, you know, Europe markets, as, we, as we're sort of going to talk about the US, you know, Asia, et cetera. But I think the benefit to all of this is, again, that cost effectiveness and, and you know, essentially it's all ETFs are completely commission free on eToro as well. So. Yeah, I mean, speaking of just the Toro platform, for, for those who don't know where to, to find the ETFs or have a little look through them, you know, on your platform, trade markets, and then click ETFs at the top and have a little look through. Not only do I think they're great for, you know, you know experienced investors, but for new investors as well, I think they're just fantastic for all the reasons you talked about there, Josh. Um, moving on to European stocks and, you know, as you mentioned, the CAC performing very well 
so far. Um, how do you see the overall current state of play at the moment? Yeah, so look, European equities are, are performing very well right now. Um, they've just reached new all-time highs. Um, I think, you know, we still think that there is, is more room for, for growth. Um, Europe has, has cheaper valuations as earnings per share revisions have, have been the strongest in, in 20 years. And and the indices are, are more cyclical, uh, which is likely to drive out performance for the rest of this year as we sort of continue to see that reopening rebound sort of coming through. Um, so just a couple of stats, 238 companies in the stock 600 have reported earnings to date for Q2 2021. And of these, um, 67.2% reported results exceeding analyst estimates, um, which on in a typical quarter, 51% be analyst um, EPS estimates. So we're above that, you know, expectations. We're still not, you know, as high as beating that sort of growth rate that we see in the, the S&P. The S&P is, is closer to, to around 80, 89%. Um, in terms of estimates, but still very, very strong. And yeah, as I mentioned there, obviously the, the market's reaching those the record highs and that sort of stock 600 has then reached record highs this month. And that is on the back of those earnings there. Um, and again, particularly from those economically sensitive sectors such as energy and financials. I think overall looking at the European markets, this provides optimism, um, you know, especially, at, you know, as European equities have long underperformed against sort of US equities as well. So we think there's a little bit more room for them to run. And overall, I think the optimism continues to outweigh the concern by sort of the Delta variants that we've got, you know, over here in Asia and Australasia. Um, and it's unlikely, I think, to see the US and Europe head into to sort of another lockdown. So, you know, as that sort of cyclical rebound um, you know, comes more into focus again. We we sort of had a bit of a you know, bit of a shift, you know, for a while, sort of three months ago. There was a huge focus on that value cyclical sector. We sort of rotated back out of that again uh, for the last few months into that sort of tech area. And I think what we'll see towards probably the last few months of the year is is sort of moving back into to, to that sector, and particularly one that you know to, to watch is is probably actually the FTSE. It's sort of very much outperformed most major markets. Um, obviously excluding sort of Asia, but particularly in, in the European markets, it's up about 10% year to date, which is much lower than the CAC, which is up about 22%. So, you know, that could be an interesting one to watch to, you know, essentially be an outperformer for the rest of the year. Yeah, and no, I'm keeping an eye on that FTSE. It's still sort of below its 2020 peak. And, and you just mentioned there, obviously, the CAC, uh, an all-time high. Euro stocks as well, finally breaking that sort of at the third attempt, that you know 3,800 level, and it's it's gone nearly 10%. And as we know, the DAX has been making new all-time highs pretty much um, every, every sort of couple of months, really. Uh, and it's just hovering in and around there now with 16,000 in its sight. So... You know, you mentioned just there at the end, just about the Delta variant looks looks like it's going to get better. The vaccine rollout's picking up in Asia, and I, I'm, I struggle to to not be bullish stocks. Really, I mean, mm. obviously, I probably would have said this in December 2019, and then yeah. <laughs> Corona happens. But it's a black, you know, those black swan events are black swan events because you don't you don't know they're coming. So it could well be. A new development worldwide that that sets us back but i'm i'm positive um at the moment you know we'll, we'll see how how things go um wednesday today at the time of recording we've got the u.s inflation number out so maybe that could 
you know, if that's super good, it might start to, to worry equity investors. But at the moment, I, I think it's all, all pretty good. Speaking of good, uh, we've had three positive weeks in a row, potentially four um, for, for, for Bitcoin, and it all suddenly looks c- quite good. Um, are you feeling bullish or do you feel, you know, a little bit cautious? Do you feel like we've seen the low? What, uh, what are your thoughts at the moment? Yeah, well, to not get too ahead of ourselves, but oh, my my whole watch list is is a sea of green right now. <laughs> but yeah, obviously this that's you know different to where we've been saying over the last you know few months. So it's usually a sea of red. But it, it's it's hard not to be optimistic at this point. You know, I think we we maybe sort of t- slightly turned a corner, but it's always good to to trade with caution. We know that that volatility can come at any point. But I think I'm starting to move back in towards that that sort of ball camp, you know, I said quite a few times on the, on the podcast in recent months that I was, you know, in that, in that bear camp until we sort of saw maybe a few technical, technical um, sort of changes. And I think Bitcoin is, is closed above its 200 day moving average now for two days in a row for the first time in, in, you know, three months. And I think that is going to end this sort of downtrend that we've been in. If it can sort of, you know, keep, keep keep staying above that i think we're trading also at the highest price that we've seen in you know for three months as well so i think looking at sort of that that price range looking at the charts i think if we can stay between that forty thousand and fifty thousand level then we will see a strong case for a breakout above 50k if we can then break through that next resistance of i think probably about 47 which is projected uh over the last sort of few days we're also looking for a golden cross, which is the, is the big technical standpoint from crypto traders. A lot of the, the crypto guys I follow on Twitter are talking about this. And, and this is when the 50-day moving average exceeds the 200-day average. And the last time that happened was back you know, before the bull run in, in February. So that will be you know, a particularly interesting one to watch. Um, but yeah, you know, particularly in Bitcoin, you know, it seems that it, it sort of changed um you know ch- changed its sort of mindset in which way it's going to go and it seems like that sort of amazon rumor has sort of changed crypto's fortunes and uh and and bring it out from its rut but it's not just bitcoin sort of as i said then that you know my whole watch just is green and we've had some some big big moves from other names ethereum has, has bounced well this week it had its london hard fork last week which was set to improve its, its sort of gas fees for users and that transition towards 2.0 um, which will move it into the, the proof of stake away from proof of work. And in today's session, I'm um, in sort of Asia AU, Cardano ADA has, has sort of had a real breakout, um, you know, absolutely soaring. Um, it's um, broken above it, about the 100 day moving average. And sort of as soon as it creeped above that, it, it sort of, you know, went turbo and, and went super bullish. Um, bit of news on the back of it was because it's Alonzo updates, um, you know, is, is, is coming through and smart contracts are now available on the test net for the first time before being launched fully at the end of August, early September. So that's really positive. A lot of investors were waiting for that smart contract capability to come through. And it seems like that's going to be coming quicker than many expected. But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, overall, I think, like I say, we, we sort of have turned that corner slightly. It's always good to sort of, you know, you know, tr- you know trade with, uh, you know, with a bit of caution. But overall, as long as we're above that 40,000, um, you know, I think there's positivity. We've said that for a long time, as long as we're, you know, closer to, to that 40,000 and above that, you know, as, as soon as you were always sort of 
you know, testing that 30,000 support, it was always a bit of a risky one. We thought we could break down and, you know, maybe trade much lower, but it seems we've sort of, the, the support stayed strong and, and, you know, maybe we're going to be talking resistance over the next couple of weeks rather than support levels. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, on the webinar I did yesterday on the, the Toro Academy, we're talking about, you know, just that journey itself. And you, you mentioned that 47 thousand level for bitcoin and we yeah we test it one two if we call it today as well three days in a row if it gets above above there i mean why can't fifty thousand come in i think that's the question people will be be asking so yeah a little bit of resistance here but i'm with you it, it looks bullish at the moment it was bullish above forty thousand forty two thousand and you know it was really nice opportunities there uh to be honest um guys thank you very much if you if you made it this far um it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on as well, Josh. And I'm looking forward to the the upcoming um, podcast that we do with the special guests as well. We'll get some PIs on. It's going to be an exciting few months for for the podcast. If you want to learn more, uh, feel free to head over to the Etoro Academy where you can look at all the the podcasts as well, but the guides and and book book on the webinars. We've got a trading course on the 25th 6th and 7th uh, of august here in the uk so feel free to to join that josh will be back next week so thank you very much for joining no thank you sam and i uh, hope everyone enjoys their week take care guys have a good one you've been listening to digest and invest from etoro for more information visit etoro.com <laughs>